Hey there. It's been a minute since I've basically addressed my community uh, because of the fact that last episode was an audiobook and I basically just read the audiobook and ended the presentation. Uh, this episode is going to be similar to that episode in the sense that I'm going to just be reading another audiobook. But I wanted to say hi, I wanted to check in, and I just wanted to fill you in on where we are with our content. Um, I feel like the audiobooks I've been choosing to present, today we're going to be reading uh, The Advanced Course in Personal Magnetism by Theron Q. Dumont and James Allen's The Heavenly Life. Those two books, uh, and there's others, of course, but those books are very in resonance with the type of content that I produce here on this podcast. And I think that a very important thing is the information exchange that goes into, well, books and sharing books and presenting them to well, my audience because of the fact that if it helped me, I'm, I'm definitely positive that it's going to help someone out there. And like I said, it aligns perfectly with the type of content that we talk about and discuss here on the show. Uh, it's right on brand, you know, that's a good way to put it. It's on brand. And uh, I think that it's a good way to continue to evolve and uh, develop the concepts and ideas that we have established and continue to establish. So yeah, without further ado, um, I think that we're going to just get straight into the content right now. Um, yeah, yeah, let's just go ahead and dive right in. The Advanced Course in Personal Magnetism by Theron Q. Dumont. Chapter 1. The Advanced Course in Personal Magnetism. Everyone possesses a certain magnetism which eludes the photographer, which the painter cannot reproduce, which cannot be chiseled by the sculptor. Although it cannot be seen nor really described, personal magnetism is a tremendous power. It is a very important force in life, and those who possess it will be met with the most happiness and attain the greatest success in life. Many poor boys and girls have envied the rich youth who does not have to go out into the world and earn a living, when all the time they may have in their possession a magic power which, if properly developed, will bring them greater honor and success than that of the rich man's money. The man or woman with a charming personality is wanted everywhere, while the millionaire cad will not be tolerated except to be made a joke of. The man with a magnetic personality, with a very limited capital, is far more likely to succeed in business than the rich man who has an unpossessing personality. There is a law back of all creation which evens up accounts. No one is given all the advantages. There are many young men who have started in business with almost nothing in a financial way, but who possessed a strong, clear, magnetic power which enabled them to secure credit. Jobbing houses, wholesale dealers, and business enterprises of all kinds are willing to take a chance with a pleasing young man of promise. We meet persons who are well-groomed, persons who have agreeable manners and are attractive, persons who possess a great deal of magnetism, but we seldom meet one who possesses all three. In this work, I shall show you how to cultivate all of them. When you have acquired all of these qualities, you will possess a talisman which will open all doors to you. The person with pleasing manners is seldom refused any request. 
They have such an attractive way with them that you feel it is a pleasure to do something for them. You have all met such persons. I know a salesman who can sell almost anything. Here's his secret. He interests himself in you and at once makes you feel that he is doing you an especial favor by letting you buy his goods. He is so attractive and his manners are so integrating that you admire the man. He brushes aside all formality and in a short time after you meet him, you exchange confidences as though you had been lifelong friends. He is so different from other salesmen that you feel it would be a pleasure to do business with him. The chances are that he may sell you something that you do not want, but at the same time, he will give you the impression that he would rather lose his right arm than permit you to take anything that you do not need. The Power of Magnetism in Business The promoter knows the value of personal magnetism and does everything in his power to develop the latent force in himself. The businessman is now beginning to realize its power and is looking for employees who have a winning personality. Those who may become magnetic by a little training. Few persons are proof against a persuasive influence. In every walk of life, we are constantly swayed by the charm and the magnetic personality of someone who we meet. Those who are the most fascinating achieve the greatest success. We are helped and strengthened by mere associations with magnetic persons. Those whose character is charming and attractive, they seem to have the power to lift you up. You feel broader and bigger in every direction. They make you realize possibilities you've never dreamt of. They awaken in you a new power. You are inspired with a new ambition. They make you want to do things. The best that is in your nature is drawn out. You have new impulses and aspirations thrilling you. It has always been a moot question as to just what is the greatest blessing in life. We all have different ideas. Most persons think that the acquisition of money is all important, but it is my conviction that the greatest achievement we need hope for is to raise ourselves to our highest possibilities, to call out the hidden beauties of our nature, and to become attractive and helpful to humanity instead of repellent and unsympathetic. For the belief of those who have not read my previous work, Personal Magnetism, I want to state that I have taken students who appeared to be totally lacking in magnetism and in a short time have developed them into the most charming of men and women. Personal magnetism is not a subtle force possessed by only a few, but it is a latent power which may be developed by everyone of fair intelligence. By persistent cultivation, any one man possesses many attractive qualities. All that I received in many courses of instruction which I studied and much more will I be contained in my books. Set forth in the simplest and most lucid language so that there is no reason why you should not become agreed and pleasing to everyone with whom you come in contact. Your love nature will be developed and your sympathy will be broader. You will become kinder, gentler and more interesting to your fellow beings. Any amount of time and money expended in the work of making yourself magnetic will be well spent and will pay you well. It would be difficult to estimate the number of persons who have voiced the following wish. If I could only attract friends, how I wish I could become popular and magnetic. Those lonely, discouraged souls who, through lack of magnetism, are left out in the cold world, could readily acquire this priceless possession if they would but so resolutely apply themselves. 
It would be well for young persons about to enter mercantile life and for others who have thus far failed of the successes that they had hoped for to consider this opinion expressed by experienced and highly successful men. A pleasing personality is not only a valuable asset, but is almost indispensable to the unknown aspirant for favor. There are doubtless thousands of men and women in this and other cities who have turned away disappointed after making application for a position as salesman without having the slightest idea why they failed to get a chance to work. They have been competent to do the work they applied for, yet because of some carelessness in dress or sloppiness of manner, they made a poor impression on the man who appraised them, and thus they lost the opportunity to show what they could do. If they had considered beforehand the strangers are bound to judge their capabilities by their appearance, they might have improved their appearance enough to have turned the sales in their favor. There are few persons who are born magnetic, but the power is usually acquired by cultivation. Those who do not have it are students of human nature. Magnetism is acquired by studying magnetic people and imitating their ways. Magnetic people impart some of their power to those who associate with them. It is a law of nature that whatsoever you give out will return to you with interest. The magnetism that you transfer to others will return to you with added power. You will find the man that does not associate with woman has no magnetism. Women usually have more magnetism than men. Man draws much of his magnetism from woman. It is through her influence that he becomes refined and interesting. Many coarse, stupid, and uninteresting men have changed themselves in a short time after having become interested in some woman. A woman of strong magnetism can accomplish wonders with a man in a short time. By a strange irony of fate, man, after being taught by woman, often turns and uses the power he has thus acquired to control her and compel her to do his bidding. He is able to do this because his training generally develops a stronger will. Every woman has her master. She is a willing captive to the right man, and when she is thus captivated, she is a wonderfully changed person. She loses much of her individuality, and what is her husband's will and desire becomes her own. This is all wrong. You should never subject your own individuality to another's. You should seek to preserve your individuality and to develop and improve yourself. If you admire someone for their attractive qualities, add those same qualities to your own, but retain your individuality. Many women after marriage so change themselves that they become a mere tool of their husband's will. Thus, they become monotonous and tiresome to the husband whom they seek to please. Nor is this state of affairs entirely one-sided. Many a man loses his finer qualities when he falls under the domination of an inferior woman and instead of developing along the lines of his higher nature, he permits himself to be influenced along the wrong lines. It is important that we each and all preserve our own higher instincts and develop strength and magnetism without seeking to subject another to our will. Oh, by the way, um, I forgot to mention this in my opening statements, but um, this is a really long book. It's like a 22 chapter book. So for the sake of my sanity, I'm not going to upload one six-hour audiobook. I'm going to probably cut it into like maybe three, three two-hour uploads um, because it's, it's really long. But it's really important information. So yeah, just bear with me on that. Um, I'm probably going to record it all in this one go. But I don't think I'm going to really upload it as like a one six hour file. That would just be crazy. 
um yeah yeah i think that'd be kind of just crazy i don't know if it's six hours you know but like it's 22 chapters 232 pages of personal magnetism <laughs> but um yeah all righty guys uh we're gonna go and jump right back into the content with chapter two the secret of being naturally magnetic what I am going to state in this chapter is startling, but after a careful study, you will find that the laws governing phenomena are natural laws. If I were asked what I considered man's most valuable assets, I would unhesitatingly answer personal magnetism. Personal magnetism will bring happiness to the person possessing it. A man may sometimes succeed in acquiring worldly goods without the aid of this wonderful force, but he will miss the greatest happiness in life, namely, the love of family and friends. Work will no doubt have given him a certain satisfaction, but when the twilight of old age has been reached, dollars are a cold substitute for love and friendship. This work will, I trust, be read by a great many young men and women who are just starting in life, and perhaps by many others whose life has thus far been a failure. To these, I want to say that you should read this work carefully and then put into practice the teachings I give you. You can, if you will, become magnetic and attract to yourself friends and success. Of all the millions of people, there are not two who have the same kind of magnetism. Each person is distinctive. His magnetism is entirely his own. We know this from the fact that a bloodhound can follow a person through a crowded street guided by the trail of a person's magnetism. The secret of being naturally magnetic is to develop your love nature so that you can think love of all the world. You must possess self-control. You must at all times be above petty meanness, above irritability, above resentment and malice and gossip, and all the weaknesses which so many permit to interfere with their highest and best development. You must develop your generosity and your sympathies and be ever ready to give helping hands in the time that they are needed. Knowledge is self-conscious power, and by thinking how you can add to your personal influence, you can do so. Many volumes could be written from ancient records demonstrating how the Magi, the wise men of the East, could influence the people. History proves the fact that possession by the few of the secret of this power, and as far back as we have any records, we find evidences of the secrets of fascination and its marvelous effects upon the world. In fact, it would be seen that in the earlier stages of our evolution, fascination and the laws governing the use and the development of personal magnetism were known and practiced more than now. Man has no limitations other than those which are self-imposed. All things come to him who strives with an earnest, unfaltering will. No one can study the records of ancient Egypt and the wonders which their priests performed without realizing they were adepts in the art and practices of magnetism. How to gain control of others. You can never control another unless he or she is negative to you. If you have studied my previous work, you should be able to make yourself positive to others at will. But as you may meet some persons who are extremely positive, I will first show you how to make them negative. Scientists are giving more attention these days to the subject of dual consciousness than ever before in our modern research. Nevertheless, according to the ancient occult teachings, they are still only at the outer fringe, as it were, of that vast field of human activity. 
A more careful and extended study of the areas of subconscious activities is bound to reveal some wonderful secrets of our inner selves. Everyone has a deeper and greater personality than that which is evident to the casual observer. The only difference between the manual laborer and the mental giant is a matter of brain development. In the man who works only with his hands, the latent power of the subjective self are still dormant. In the brain workers, these faculties have been aroused. We speak of doing things, but before we commence to do, our inner self must marshal the facts and coordinate them for our hands to work out. As yet comparatively, little is known of this inner mind, but we are commencing to realize what wonders it can do for us. The inner mind is what makes a man. It is the real secret of success. It is very important, therefore, that you come into close relationships with your inner mind, both in yourself and in others. You can trust your inner mind to solve the most difficult problems and guard you against defects. Experience is a great teacher and your experiences are all stored away in your subconscious mind to be called upon at your will. We think and act and do because of past experiences. And of course, we do not remember all of this that has happened, but they have all left an impression upon the inner self. Ask a successful businessman why it is that his plans turn out right, and he will say, I just used common sense. J.D. Morrell says, Common sense is nothing but a substantrum of experiences out of which our judgments are flowing out of, while the experiences themselves are hidden away in the unconscious depths of our intellectual nature. In The Diseases of Memory by Ribot, a curious case is reported. A businessman in Boston, Massachusetts, having an important question under consideration, had for the time given up on the solution of it and asked too much for him. But he was conscious of an action going on in his brain which was so unusual and painful as to excite his apprehension that he might be threatened with palsy or something of that sort. After some hours of this uneasiness, his perplexity was once cleared up by the natural solution of his doubts regarding the problem which he had given up, worked out as he believed, in that obscure and troubled interval. In the instance above quoted, the man was vaguely cognizant of the work going on in his brain without having the distinct consciousness of it. You have but to look to your deeper self for your best problems and your best solutions, some of which come because you seek them, but many of which come when you are not seeking them. You can educate the inner mind to such an extent that you can depend upon it for help, and it will do as you suggest. To a person who has never read along this line of thought, some of these teachings may sound mysterious, but I can assure you that what I am telling you is actually going on all the time. Only your outer or objective mind is unconscious of it. Your deeper self always decides your most difficult problems. Sometimes you are conscious of thinking deeply, but most of the inner self sees the matters under consideration without the fact of ever raising to you your outer consciousness. By following my instructions, you will be able to educate the inner mind and to consciously depend upon it for help. We know that if a man starts out with the conviction that he can succeed, he will be much more likely to attain success than will the one who doubts his ability. So it is with this inner mind. Know that you can succeed in educating this mind and you will soon discover that this mind will be obedient unto you. Instead of meekly asking for the solution of a problem, you should demand it and you will get it. 
To a certain extent, you have always done this, but the point is to do it consciously, with power and confidence. Thus, your power will increase. Man has hitherto placed limitations to what he might do. Gradually, we are lifting this barrier to accomplishment because we have begun to realize that everything gives way before the force of a strong and determined will. In our schools, the mind is trained, but not the will. The will is higher than the mind and should control the mind just as the mind controls the body. How to become more magnetic. The first thing I want to impress upon you is the importance of faith and courage. According to your faith and your courage to persevere will be your increase in power. Impress this fact firmly upon your mind. If I care enough for results, I will attain them. If it is really your desire to be magnetic, you can be. If you want to be rich, you can be. But before you will be, you must decide just what you want to be and concentrate upon it. The trouble will be with the majority of persons that they try to do too many things and do not concentrate enough. If you want anything and want it above all other things, you will get it. Cultivate assurance and divorce yourself from doubt. Whatever you undertake, make up your mind to be successful. Every person has some desirable qualities and some undesirable ones. Eliminate the undesirable ones and build up the desirable ones. By careful study of yourself, you will be astonished to find how much you can improve your power. Chapter 3. The Development of Your Magnetic Power Every person has already all the magnetic power that he or she will ever have at any time. What you need to know is that you have it and are able to draw upon your storage keeper, the inner self. You cannot make yourself magnetic by merely reading all the books in the world on the subject. No one can impart power to you because no one can create power for you. All power comes from within. It does not take any more effort to be magnetic than not to be. To unfold latent power is very simple. When you realize that you have power, you have confidence in your efforts, and this power irradiates your whole being. If the irradiation is weak, your power will be weak. But if the irradiation is strong, your power will be proportionally strong and you may become invincible. We never know what we can do until we have something to spur us up unto the achievement. You can develop magnetic power by thinking and acting and imagining that you are more magnetic. Thus, you become a human dynamo and you attract magnetism. Once you start the subconscious self-thinking that you are magnetic, your whole personality will respond and you will develop unlimited power. An oriental saying says, There is no limit to the knowing of the self that knows. To develop yourself so that you will become close contact with the self that knows is a coming science. We will not take up this subject in this work, but will in later work, which will be called seership the science of knowing the future. You will find the person with a winning personality has something behind him. A weak person is never magnetic. I do not mean physical strength. Physical power is not attractive power, but physical power may be transmuted into genuine magnetic ability. Physical power is merely the ammunition which may be used for other ends. The rules for developing a powerful personality are many, but after a long study, I have gradually weeded out the least important ones, uh, whereas some of the rules were in the beginning rather difficult to learn. I have them now worked out into a simple and concise form. If you will apply the following instructions, you will soon commence to unfold your latent powers.
believe in yourself that you have all the power you wish. You can readily see the object of this if you think you have no power and that you are weak. This thought will not develop any power. But on the other hand, if you think you are powerful and start the subconscious self to work, you are going to develop power. Your negative state is your weakness and your positive state is your strength. Thus, you now realize the advantage of keeping the idea before you that you are developing magnetic power. Commit this to memory. I am power. I am equal to anything that may come up in my life. I will unfold personal power. I am creating within real dynamic personal power. The more power you think you possess, the more actual power you will unfold, and it will be the kind that will bring you real dividends. Make up your mind to believe in yourself. Let your whole manner denote action, confidence, courage, and the ability to do things. You hear men say, he will make good. What is there about the man in question that gives them the opinion of him? It is his manner. He believes in himself. Suggest to yourself, I am power. My manner and my personal atmosphere vigorously express the activity and courage and confidence of my personal power. It is my way. It is my attitude. I have enough to win confidence and respect. You can never hope to increase your personal magnetism until you first familiarize yourself with the tools pertaining to the power. The tools are those of your own organism. You will find that at times you are very unmanageable. The mechanic becomes trained in use of the tools of his trade, but few persons ever become skilled in handling the tools which nature has given them within their own mind. The physical body represents the storage house. Your success in life depends upon your ability to handle this power. Watching others is of immense benefit. If they display qualities that would be of value to you, make a mental note of them. Many persons do things quite unconsciously. You may do the very things which, when seen in other, horrifies you. What we do ourselves never looks quite as bad to us. The only way you can improve yourself is to watch yourself closely each day. Be determined that you are going to correct some fault or do something better than you have done before. You will see that it is very easy to accomplish this. In a year's time, you will have made 365 improvements. At this rate, you would assuredly have become proficient. It is a good idea to have a little notebook. Every time you do something which you know you should not have done, make a note of it. The next time you do it, the thought will immediately suggest itself and the chances of you doing it again will not repeat the undesirable act. You will find a great help to write down each night before going to bed the improvements you have made. This will impress it upon the subconscious mind and it will become a part of you. It will be just as easy to do this as anything else. The suggestions for the rule, be ever ready to change for the better. Keep your mind receptive to the good and close it to the bad. The law of good is wonderfully magnetic and it is deplorable that there are so few who realize the right thing and the true thing are the only things worthwhile. Be ever grateful what you say. Never take for granted that it is the truth because someone told you so. They may have added a little to the original story. Most persons do, or they may have been misinformed. If the latter is the case, you may be placed in a very undesirable position and are liable to have a painful or unpleasant experience. Unless you are convinced that something which has been told to you is really the truth, do not think of repeating it as the truth. If you do repeat it, give the authority it came from. But even though it be the truth, unless you are ready to say it, do not say it at all.
The square man will never state facts other than as they are. You will never find a selfish man with a winning personality. Self-interest is very necessary, but deliberate selfishness is very magnetic. Sometimes we meet persons whom we think we would like very much, but when acquaintance develops the fact that they are selfish, we lose our respect for them and we turn from them in dislike. One of the greatest assets in life is a friendship. A man may have all the money he wants, but unless he has real friends, he will not be happy. Tact is a simple little word, but it has a wonderful meaning. The dictionary defines it as ready power of appreciation and doing what is required by circumstances. If husbands and wives would exercise the same tact after marriage as they did before, there would be fewer unhappy marriages. You can make yourself so agreeable that no one can be disagreeable to you. When I was first married, I came home several times and found my wife all of, out of sorts. The first time it was because the maid had left the roast burn, but instead of getting angry as she was, I laughed and joked about the awful calamity. I inquired if there wasn't something else that we could eat. We soon discovered that we could get along very nicely without the roast. The next time I found my wife out of sorts, the maid had left without so much as saying she was going. When my wife went out to see that everything was in readiness for 6 o'clock dinner, there was neither dinner nor maid. She immediately worked herself into a bad temper. Again, I gave her the laugh, and in less than half an hour, we were enjoying a good meal. After these two experiences, my wife realized how useless it is to lose her temper and permit herself to be upset over trifling things or over big ones. It does not do good to he or her who does much harm. The weak person loses his temper easily. The strong one controls it. Don't show your weakness by constantly losing your temper. Many married people would live happy lives if they would learn to control their temper. And it is generally the trifling things that cause trouble. Avoid dwelling upon trifles and you will do away with most of your troubles. If you want to be well-liked, it is necessary to become what is called a good mixer. This comes naturally to some, but with the majority, it must be cultivated. As there are all kinds and classes of people, it is necessary for you to be able to adapt yourself to all sorts and conditions of persons. A good mixer has to be willing to meet the other fellow's tastes and desires, not as condescension, but as a great pleasure. If he meets someone with a hobby, he interests himself, for the time being, at least in the same thing. A great deal of diplomacy must be exercised by the one who is ambitious to develop a winning personality. Have ever an open mind. Do not try to convert others to your way of thinking or acting. Avoid all interferences with another's tastes, beliefs, political affiliations, recreations, business affairs, etc. I do not mean that you must go out of your way to do things which are obligations to you when you do not have them, but it is well to do as the Romans when you are in Rome. It is just as easy to refrain from expressing your dislikes as it is to express them, and you should always remember the importance of tact. An attractive manner is assured if we will be avoiding the following. Sarcasm, impertinence, ridicule, hot temper, profanity, roughness, brutality, vulgarity, a loud voice, and grouchiness. Almost everyone has some of these qualities. How many have you? You may have more than you think. It is possible to exchange every one of them for their opposites. If you are talking to someone who gets angry, if you will but control your temper, his anger will cease. Make a point of cultivating the exact opposite of those traits and it will help you wonderfully develop an attractive manner. 
Sometimes, though, not often, we hear said of a person, he is genuine. Men and women of genuine qualities are everywhere in demand and will be more and more so in the business world. Genuineness develops magnetic qualities of the very highest kind. When you meet a person of this genuine stamp, you know at once that you may trust him or her. If you will observe carefully, you will note the fact that the genuine person does not turn his eyes away when conversing with you. His manner is free and natural, simple and unaffected. Take this suggestion into your mind and act upon it. I am just what I appear to be, and no man can say I am not. There is nothing so detrimental to the development of a magnetic personality as lack of self-control. It is not so much what you think you say as how you say it that counts. A man who loses his temper loses his balance and does not weigh his words. The result is that he arouses anger and resentment in others as well as himself and defeats his own efforts. The man who keeps himself under control commands our respect and confidence. Such a man is well fitted to control others. In the morning before you start out to your daily work or play, as the case may be, say to yourself, no matter what happens today, I am going to remain calm and not lose my temper. Before going to bed at night, think over your day's actions and see if you have kept your word. If you have, make a firm resolution to continue to do so tomorrow and the next day and all the days to come. You can do it and you will find that it will pay you well besides helping you to develop magnetism. You cannot expect to have a winning personality unless you have an eye that is not afraid to look straight at a person. Look into the mirror and think of something pleasant. Note the effect in your eyes. Practice in this way will give you a magnetic eye. Chapter 4. Some Pointed Helps and Golden Laws How to Develop a Magnetic Voice Many times we see persons who we think will be fascinating, but as soon as they speak, we change our opinion. A well-trained voice is the biggest asset and one that is well worth cultivating. Few persons are naturally gifted with a good voice. All need more or less training. The more variation you can put into your speech, the better. A man with a well-trained voice can use an infinite variety of ways in which to express his thoughts. The first thing you should aim to do is to speak with a pure tone. You should put every bit of your breath into your voice. A voice thus controlled and managed is more agreeable to listen to and requires less effort. If your thoughts is pure, there is no reason why your tone should not be pure. The power of conversation. You cannot be too particular how you express yourself. Nothing betrays the character of a man so quickly as his conversation. The quality of his voice, his use of words, his ability to put his ideas into forceful and effective speech all disclose his breeding and education. The ability to be able to speak interestingly is very necessary if you want to be entertaining. You must be able to describe vividly an interesting experience or tell a story graphically. The person who wants to become magnetic must be careful not to use loss or incorrect language. Be ever on your guard. Use the utmost care at all times in your daily conversation. Speak every word clearly and correctly. Use a low tone, as low tones are purer. Never use slipshod language or a light-pitched tone. Don't try to speak too fast and open your mouth when you speak. When you shake your hands, put some feeling into it. Your grasp should be firm, but never use a crushing grip. Put your whole hand squarely into the one that you are greeting. Be careful of your carriage and stand and sit correctly. Stand squarely on your feet. When you sit down, see that your feet are on the floor and not twisted around your ankle or around the leg of a chair. 
The next time that you are in a car or a restaurant, notice how the majority of persons have their feet twisted. See that you do not do this. This looks very bad. Don't try to talk too much. Be a good listener. If you want to make a good impression upon others, get him to lead the conversation and have him tell you all about himself. Most persons like to talk to themselves. This is a bad thing to do and do not be guilty of it. All of the above traits are the inheritance of all the majority of mankind in a greater or lesser degree, as the case may be. But you can improve yourself to an unlimited extent if you try, and this I know if you wish to do or you would not be reading this book. Remember that the magnetic person is the well-rounded individual. All of your good points serve to make you magnetic. All your faults combine to make you unmagnetic. You may wear a mask for a time and not be detected, but not forever. Your true nature will reveal itself. What you want to do is to change those qualities hidden by the mask into desirable ones, and then you will have nothing to conceal. You will have nothing to hide and you will act freely and unnaturally. Instead of being indifferent, be friendly. Don't be weak, but vigorous. Don't be nervous, but calm. Don't be fickle, but even. Don't be slow, but quick. Don't be uncertain, but decisive. Don't be repelling, but agreeable. Don't be doubtful, but confident. Don't be fearful, but courageous. Don't be unreliable, but faithful. Don't be tricky, but honorable. These will do you no good and add nothing to your comfort or welfare. The latter will help you in a great many ways. Take an inventory of yourself. How many of the characteristics tabulated above on the left-hand side have you? Have they ever helped you any? Haven't they caused you a lot of trouble and harm? Wouldn't you be better off with the right-hand side? Certainly you would. Then why not cultivate them? They will pay you well. It is qualities such as these that will make you magnetic. The world needs noble characters. Men and women will stand for what is right, first, last, and all the time. Men and women whom money cannot buy. There is a big opportunity awaiting those who can qualify. Make it a point to be agreeable to all with whom you come into contact and not just to be a few persons upon whom you desire to make a favorable impression upon. Try to win the respect, friendship, and confidence of every person with whom you come in contact. And to do this, you must deserve it. Don't be agreeable merely because you want to impress a person, but because you feel kindly towards all. Do not use slang or profanity. Be careful to make your first impression an agreeable one. Do not appear embarrassed. Do not permit yourself to be annoyed by small things. No matter what your occupation, feel that you are just as good as anyone. No work can degrade a man, but a man can degrade a position. If you feel that you are superior to someone else, never show it. If you will keep cool, you will be the master of the situation, no matter what may come up. Be simple and avoid all false notions. A good reputation is of priceless value. Do nothing to mar it. We should not judge a man by his clothes, but we do nevertheless. You must not only be all right by you, but you must look all right. No man or woman wants to meet those for whom they especially care when they are looking badly. This is inborn. Take note of some person you know the next time you see him, particularly well-groomed. His manner will be quite different from the one he assumes when he is in, all, in old clothes. It is not always the person who expends the most money who is the best dressed. It requires tact in selecting clothes and in taking care of them. The following points should be taken into consideration. 
Don't try to wear something which does not look well on you just because it happens to be the latest style. Study what personally suits you. Don't dress as to attract comment and criticism. Dress in harmony with your surroundings. The winning man is always master of himself, and when you are master of yourself, you are also the master of others because you are a man of power. The real instruments of magnetism are making the best of yourself, strong resolution, decision, preserving your energy, unwavering persistence. In studying these lessons, keep this ever before you. I am studying these lessons for a definite purpose. I am now convinced that I can make myself far more attractive than I am now. I am going to follow out these instructions from cover to cover. I am going to put my whole willpower into this work. I am going to accomplish results. I am convinced that there are no shortcuts to the goal of winning personality. And I must work for it. I am going to make myself just as attractive as I can in as short as time as possible. I am going to win the affection and esteem of those I wish. I am going to make my word as good as my bond. I am going to keep my eyes open for everyone of my defects. I am going to develop my latent possibilities. I am going to have entire confidence in myself and in whatever I undertake. I am going to turn all rebuffs to advantage by charging them up with experience and thus profiting by them. I am convinced that there is no need for failure. I am confident of my ultimate success. Be on the lookout for opportunities to develop your best self at all times. Don't take risks when you don't have to. Keep your poise. Cultivate punctuality. Do not be satisfied with halfway goals, but aim for the highest. Once every week, take half an hour and go to some place where you will not be disturbed and take an inventory of yourself. Note the improvements. Make plans to overcome your failures and plan for bigger success. Life is but one unfoldment after another. Our consciousness is ever expanding. Our personal power should be increasing. Everything comes from within. No one can make you magnetic but yourself. Don't be content to just be an ordinary person and to do things that are anyone can do. Try to do the things that are beyond the power of the ordinary individual. Develop your intuitive powers. You will never become very magnetic unless you favorably impress and influence the people around you. You build yourself up by contact with others. You are quick to notice their good traits and unconsciously you become inspired by them. You associate with a person of strong will and it stirs your own willpower. If your associates have strong confidence, your own confidence becomes strengthened. There are very few who do not need a mental stimulant at times. You need to be put in touch with the attractive currents that are always around you. Even though unseen, these currents affect your personal magnetism. There is a psychic force, but it is nevertheless a real force that is felt but not seen. It is the psychic force that is responsible for the fact that we will have confidence in one person and distrust in another. You will learn all about the psychic forces and seership, the science of knowing the future. How to impress others. Some persons are like clams. They close up to their shells and are hard to impress. Sometimes it's really a waste of time to try to influence them. But this is rarely the case and you can never tell what you can do until you try. You can ultimately reach the most unimpressionable person and when you find the key and make an effort, it takes interest to arouse a person. When you make them feel that it is really worth their while to achieve what you wish them to do, they make the choice themselves. Make them see what they are and what they might become. Many a wife has made a great man out of her husband when without her he would have been a very ordinary individual indeed. 
Her enthusiasm and her belief in him and her mental inspiration have been the invisible forces behind the advancement. In fact, nearly all of our great men have admitted that much of their success in life has been due to their wives. Their help was not physical, but mental. Their mental image of the husband in the successful position which they desired to have the occupy finally crystallized into fact. Mind moves the world. Very often, two men who will form a partnership will make a great success, whereas where they worked separately, they would have been failures. The underlying cause of this is due to the fact that they were able to see the weak and the strong points of each other's ability. By cooperation, they were able to discount the weak points and apply the strong points to the greatest advantage. This is what you must do in order to become more magnetic. Be ever ready to discount your weaknesses and plus your strong points. Before entering into partnership, be it with your a wife or a business associate, you should study each other carefully. Find out as much as possible about their past. Find out their personal traits and characteristics. See if they will harmonize with your own. Learn their business capabilities and so forth. He who proves indispensable to you as a partner might be wholly useless or even injurious to another. General Grant and General Sherman required very different chiefs of staff. One secret of Napoleon's success may be found in the fact that he was free to make his own appointments. He was thus enabled to select the men whose qualities supplemented his own and helped him to overcome his own shortcomings. Everyone is lacking in something. The genius who can manage everything himself is yet to appear. You must recognize the qualities in others and attach them to your own power if you expect to do great things. The thing that makes for strength in an organization or a partnership is just what makes a complicated machine so effective. Namely, each distinct and different part of the mechanism fitting into its rightful place and performing its duty without jarring upon the others. Two persons of strong magnetic power may form an almost invincible partnership by taking as their guide. I am trying to adjust myself to you for what you are at your best. The Law of Demand You wish to become magnetic. Then you should demand each and every day that you shall become magnetic. Do this with sincerity and heartfelt confidence and in time your demand will be realized. There will be a universal supply from which you may always draw and by exercising your mental powers, you can always attract whatever power you desire. Commit this to memory. I demand that measure of magnetism, which my personality and my thought and my work call for, I am a center. I receive power. I shall gain my goal. I shall make good my demand. Develop magnetism by demanding it. Suggestion and character building. What you think has a whole lot to do with how you look. Your appearances has a great deal to do with your attractive power. The physical body is an external expression of the soul. You will find the person with well-developed magnetic power with a good face and a good physical body. Your thoughts and your motives mold your physical appearance. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The man who lives a pure life will radiate the vibrations of purity, and his thoughts will reach those with whom he comes in contact. You can tell a person of pure motives and high ideals by looking at his or her face, better than you can by listening to their words. Your disposition is written plainly on your contentment. A person who is in disposition of crabbiness will have the telltale lines of his face, and the mouth will drop down at the corners. It is not always the handsome person who is the most attractive. A person may have plain features, but by thinking beautiful thoughts, he may become very good-looking. Few persons understand their possibilities. If you place a limitation upon yourself, you will not go beyond that limit. You make yourself what you are. 
You will never amount to anything if you wait for someone to tell you what to do. You have been endowed with certain powers, but you have to use them if you wish to accomplish your desires. The harder we work, the more successful we will be. How to control others. If you wish to control another, learn his nature and habits, and you will then know his weakness and disadvantages. Thus, you know how to persuade him. The important thing is willpower. Belief is the essential thing. In order to throw our whole heart and soul into a project, we must believe in it. Confidence is absolutely necessary in controlling others. Do not try to control another unless your motives are of the right sort. Remember our warning at the beginning of this book. It is necessary at times in order to control others to discover their plans. This you may do if you are able to. If you have developed your inner faculties, there is a science of knowing the future as demonstrable as any other science. In our work, Seership, The Science of Knowing the Future, we show you how to develop your intuitional nature, that you are able to detect the feelings of others, to penetrate their secret motives, and to discover what they try to conceal. Anyone may successfully cultivate this ability if he will study this book. The golden rule must be followed in controlling others. Do unto others as you would they should do unto you. If you are polite, cheerful, agreeable, etc., you will be bound to affect those with whom you associate. A strong will is necessary to control others. You must, you must be able to make them feel as you do, to think as you do, without making it evident that you are suggesting it to them. If you are able to do this, you have a strong magnetic force. The following suggestions will help you control others. Don't be jealous or envious. If you have unpleasant opinion of anyone, keep it to yourself. Don't display your temper. Don't be sarcastic. Don't make remarks about another that you would not make to his face. Don't make remarks about another that will injure him. Do not joke in a way to offend anyone. Don't make remarks that you would not make before a lady. Don't make promises unless you feel reasonably certain that you can keep them. As always, keep your word if possible, but if you cannot, don't be afraid to explain why. Don't relate your troubles to another. Remember the chances are that others are not interested in your hobby. Don't try to make a man go against his grain. Let an irritated person return to his normal conditioning before contradicting him even if he is wrong. Don't argue unless you can do so in a peaceful way. Every person is entitled to his own views. Don't sneer at anything. Don't form hasty opinion. Look for a person's good points, not the bad ones. Always grant a favor if it is right for you to do so. Pleasant words cost you no more effort than unpleasant ones. The former can do you no harm, but the latter can cause you a lot of trouble. There are never two ways equally good. One is just a little bit better. Choose the better way. Alrighty, folks. Well, that's going to be it for this portion of this presentation. It's a long book, like I said, so we're going to be cutting it off here at chapter five. Um, as you see, this information has a lot in harmony with our core values in this show. And it's exactly why I chose to read it. Uh, the more you hear this, the more you're going to be like, wow, yeah, this is actually exactly what we've been discussing. And it's uh, framed in a very helpful and easy to digest way. Um, so much so that I don't even need to put my own ideas into this because I've grown my own ideas through, well, not only concepts and actions, but also through applied study of this for, of this field. So I am just presenting you the, the root rather than the fruit. <laughs> cool guys, girls, theys, thems, everyone.
big love and I'll be uploading another episode very soon. It's not going to take two weeks, probably won't even take a week, more than anything, just a few days. I just really wanted to get this info out. Um, yeah, well, have a good one.